When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I am Tom Takar, the wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the prince of snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Happy New Year. Oh, we're starting <laughs> off right. We need a new thing. I guess it's not time yet. We haven't worn horses out yet enough. <laughs> I mean, I have in my own way, but, uh, <laughs> but in honor of our our topic today, uh, I will be dating a police horse in honor of oh, and dating a cop. <laughs> what about all the rapper horses that you uh, <laughs> that you hang out with and date? <laughs> um, well, it is the new year, and uh, this is our first our first episode of the new year, and. Uh, we we have a very exciting guest on. Lil Frex is with us here today. How are you? Thank you. So good. Long time coming getting on this pod. I know. I, we've been uh, discussing this. <laughs> Maybe friend, for six years we've been discussing. I think since before the first episode. <laughs> we were supposed to <laughs> test out 100%. with this. <laughs> But it's Look, our people here. have been trying to get back to you, but they are swamped. I know. We have mm-hmm. You wouldn't here. believe what I had to do to get on this podcast today. Our people are to come disgusting. here and defend Kanye West. <laughs> oh no! Only Imagine no. <laughs> Imagine. It's like when you start out saying something really bad, and then you just walk it back, so nobody's upset. Don't worry, just Lana. This was smart. That was that was a very yeah. a good move. It's like when like, you tell your mom I'm pregnant, and then you go, "Just kidding, just failed my test," and she mm-hmm. goes, "Okay, it's not so bad." Oh, classic. that's a good strategy. I didn't know that. That's was a classic. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows, everyone knows about that move. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's a it's a way to mitigate, uh, you know, expectations. Um, it's like uh, when I told told Tommy he's not allowed to bang horses anymore. <laughs> and instead, it's just that we were going to be a little late for the podcast. So, um, have you have you had a good New Year so far? Oh yeah, so far I mean nothing's happened. Yeah. So, can't complain. If we're 2 days What about in, you guys? How's I your mean, COVID, Tom? Tommy. I am uh, I'm fully healed. I'm back on the back out there. Back on the good. horse. Back on the horse and uh <laughs> But no, it's good. I uh I feel better than I have in years because of wow. <laughs> So, everything everything's good now. Good I saw to, uh, your post and I just closed the app and pretend I didn't see it. Remember, I saw <laughs> I you at CYSK I did like, see the, the night, night before, before yes. and it was right about to be Christmas. And then I saw you posted the next day, like, hey, if you saw me, I do have COVID. I just, I literally closed out of the app and just <laughs> erased my memory. I go, I didn't it. see that. You might have blacked yourself. That. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's a great strategy. As soon as you say, as soon as you see the words, if you saw me, you just close yep. it. Because <laughs> you oh. know it's about to be <laughs> done. <laughs> Not dealing with that right now. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully we all have a COVID free 23. And Tommy, so. you 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 shook the the demon right before uh, the new year came in. I think it's I think it's going to be your year, Mac Man. I hope you're so. Kicking it off big. I want to get this plug out early uh, yeah. and often. Tommy's filming a special at the Bell House. That is January twelfth, correct? January twelfth at seven thirty p.m. Bell House, home of Tom's wedding. <laughs> the last what? time I performed there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it'll be uh, me, Luke Monas is going to host, friend of the show, and then Mike Hanford, also past guest, and Aparna Nancherlo will be doing sets, and then I will be doing my stuff. I got a full band doing some songs. I got backup singers. It's going to be a big whole thing. It's going to be The Rockets are going to be there. It's going to be huge. <laughs> 
we got we got just the legs from the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the people come to see. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about Tommy's fucking special all goddamn day. We could be though. We could. You know what? Let's just we do that. We could bring it back every five to ten minutes. <laughs> we're gonna do it like a telephone. Just to keep it fresh. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, we are here to talk about Lana Del Rey. It's a big topic, so I think we should jump right in. Okay. And I often search for this podcast, uh, the the artist name plus the word controversy. That's what I did, too. There's so much for Same her. search. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, why I said to Tommy, I was like, should we do this? Yeah. And I go, yeah, we could do it. Oh, we got it. It's not, it. she's not like, you know. There's levels of yes. controversy. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. I think her controversies are mostly kind of funny. They're not like... Hysterical, yeah. Yeah, they're not like Kanye level. Like None of them right. are that uh, dangerous, I don't think. Uh, they're, ju- they're, just, they're just fun stuff. I would love to hear uh, just a general... like what, What's your intro to, to Lana? I mean, I started listening to her back like 2012, 2013 when Born to Die came out. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it. And I got to be honest, I don't know anything about her since. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know. But I will, but I will still defend her. Um, she was, it was just during that time, like the, it was like rabid blog culture kind of in, mm-hmm. in New York, anyways. Um, it was all about like pitchfork, fader, like noisy pigeons and planes. It was like that era. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was kind of stuck in between two eras, which is why maybe she feels she doesn't get the respect she deserves. She was like a little too early and a little too late. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because she Cause definitely she was, is still salty about uh, the criticism not she got from back. She's the day. not happy. Yeah, unhappy. <laughs> but she's kind of like um, she was like. After, like, the Britney, Christina, like, slave for you vibe, but she mm-hmm. was before, like, Billie Eilish, like, whispering that she's going to fuck your dad. She was kind <laughs> of, like, in a weird no man's land where, like, because during that time, remember, it was all kind of electronic. It was, like, LMFAO was topping the charts. Mm-hmm. It was, like, party rock, party rock, and Blurred <laughs> Lines and Macklemore, Katy Perry, um, the good stuff. Actually, wait. I pulled up all the top hits. Anyway, it just didn't. She didn't make sense for that time. She was like the end of that era, mm-hmm. and I think if she came out today, she might be happier with how she was received. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a really good point. And it it was very different from everything that was out right then because I so I remember different. where I was the first time I heard her because it was video games, and I oh. I immediately fell in love with the song. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, me and Tommy were gamers, and it's just a perfect. <laughs> A perfect uh, love song for fellas like us, and I—I uh, I was just like, "Oh, this is so different." I missed the whole SNL thing, which I didn't realize it was such a big deal. But she Me bombed either. SNL. We've all—I just there. watched the video. It's really we've bad. All been, we've all been there. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. But what I was thinking when I watched it, I go, "Wow!" If you were to put this, like. I saw it described as like ambient rambling. <laughs> um, but if you were to put that up against today, I don't think it would fare so bad. Like, look at Billy, like Billie Eilish is going like, I fuck you, I fuck you, and then, um, like, ha- like they're all the girls are talking about being banged up, mm-hmm. like, not sexually, but like emotionally <laughs> banged yeah. up. Yeah. And I don't think it would be so out of place today. Mm-hmm. It's also but, funny how yeah. mad people got about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like her kind of like just because it seemed like she's phoning it in or whatever and like boring but it's like it's weird for that like, to that be that like a controversy that was my 110% effort <laughs> yeah. I feel like because I was like, guys that was 110% baby <laughs> like you, if they did that in stand up so many people would be getting cancelled for oh, fucking yeah. phoning in performances because you be, see it bringing a notebook night. on stage yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um there are moments where it's just her voice gets like very squirrely or something. It's uh, somebody mm-hmm. wrote it sounds like uh, something sat on her chest in the middle of some of her notes, <laughs> and it sounds like what people were really pissed off about. Which I don't know if this is even a real criticism, but they were saying she didn't deserve it. She didn't have an album out. It was mm-hmm. before Born to Die came out, and she had she was this very mysterious person who only had three singles, 
and nothing else. And but they had popped off. Uh, the two songs she does on SNL had blown up: "Video Games" and "Blue Jeans." And a lot of people felt like she didn't deserve it. It was too early. It wasn't fair that somebody without an album out would get it. And usually SNL is reserved for big major names. Which I was reading that and I was like, I don't even think that's that true. Yeah. I don't think it's true at all. And I think there's a lot of Saturdays and there's a lot of years. So, <laughs> I mean, you how, you know, you have a lot of time to fill. I don't, I think she totally deserved it. Yeah. There are, that's a good point. There's so many There's a fucking lot of Saturdays. Saturdays in this motherfucking life. What are you talking Too about? Many. Put her on the air. Our friends in the band Chicago, Let her do her they thing. can't even remember the date of the Chicago, of the Saturday they're singing about. <laughs> they think it was the 4th of July. Who gives a shit? There's so many of them. <laughs> Um, no, it's true. And also, I, I feel like, and maybe, hey, do, uh, comedy fans do not come at me. Uh, but who fucking cares about the <laughs> SNL? Like, how often do you really sit at home on Saturday and watch SNL? I never do. But, you know, every once in a while I'll catch a performance. But for the most part, even if it's a band I like, I'm like, yeah, I'll just listen to the album I like. I don't really give a shit mm-hmm. how they did it on that soundstage. I don't know. Yeah. If it's fantastic, it'll be clipped and we'll see it yes. on the gram. If it's fantastic. If it's really bad, it'll also be clipped and we'll see it on the gram. Yes. Exactly. And most if of them um, are just nothing to write home about. Yeah. If it's fantastic, um, it'll be on the gram. If it's boombastic, we'll see Shaggy's Insta <laughs> talking yes. about it. <laughs> is there a Mrs. Boombastic? Can we ever figure that out? <laughs> that song is in a commercial that I keep seeing. <laughs> And it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if it's good to laugh at Shaggy's voice, but I do every single oh, time. Oh, it's this a funny just voice. cracks my ass up. Uh, my wife has uh, some Shaggy stories, which is that uh, I can't remember if she told them on the podcast, but he like, I think he's saying it wasn't me twice when. Uh, yeah, when, I think, uh, I think she, she talked about the Patreon. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get on the Patreon, people. You, you know who else has some Shaggy, Shaggy stories? My buddy Scoob. <laughs> He's got a ton of shows. Well, that probably wraps up the podcast. <laughs> Case closed. All right. Thank you. Uh, Tommy, what's your history with Lana? So I was never into Lana until 2019 yes. when Norman fucking Rockwell came out, and I was fully obsessed with that album. And that was like, <laughs> it was like one of my favorite albums of that year. I listened to it constantly and I what were, now let me ask you something what were you going through <laughs> probably a lot probably <laughs> a lot 2019 he was like Doesn't man i good. hope there's a covid soon <laughs> he's like i could use a pandemic probably this has been a bad year <laughs> but yeah i love that album so much and i never i, I and never became like the type of full-fledged fan to like become like totally into the whole catalog and i never saw her anything i never felt the instinct to defend her when all the controversies happen but i just love that album and then today because uh when we had talked about it emma you had said that born to die was like your album i listened to that album like three times today and that album fucking rules so i Fantastic. think I, I think i just really like her music and i just will try to ignore everything else <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean yeah i think born to die is fantastic she started lo- like once the music contains zero drums, she started to lose my attention. <laughs> the lack of drums is just not my personal taste. But yeah. obviously, she's very prolific, still going strong. But it becomes a little bit like... <laughs> You're describing the type of music we specialize in on this show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the sort of shit me and Tommy just eat up. But, but like that, those vocals with the drums, unstoppable to mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, yeah, I tried to listen say, to Chemtrails, oh, and I couldn't get too into it, but uh, I do think that is a very cool album title, Chemtrails Over the Country Club, so I'll give her props for that. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very cool title. That is cool. I also kind of fell out. Um, I, I'm... I'm gonna. I'm coming in. I think we're. It sounds like we're all kind of coming in as lay people on on uh on Lana. And the thing I remember hearing after I loved video games was like, oh, it's actually all fabricated. She didn't even make her own shit or something. And like that she was this big fraud or something. And then I was reading about it. It's like, no, it's not that. It's just that she has a different name. She tried to 
do things under the name Lizzie Grant, which is her. Well, that's her uh, real name. Her real name. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that didn't work out so well. But then these songs popped off uh, in the in the social media age, uh, the YouTube age, and this, whether somebody she she has a millionaire father that was backing some of her career, mm. according to uh, some googling, but it doesn't mean the music is bad like i still enjoyed the yeah. music so it was like oh i felt i was made to feel so stupid for liking this and now now look at and, me go and also um probably 90 percent of the artists we love do some type of alter ego or they mm-hmm. use one sliver of their personality and they magnify it and yeah. they, they make it the cake which is literally what art is it's this is like like you know how people say like they do it for the culture like her culture is like gossip girl upper east side yeah pill caddy crying on the floor like tra- it's like so thin 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 it's tragic to be this beautiful like that's an experience that so many people can relate to and what's wrong with her just repping for that culture yeah everybody deserves representation <laughs> um like you know it seems like close enough to the actual her up her actual upbringing if anything i would say maybe she grew up in a really the the thought that i maybe have is that maybe she grew up in a really wealthy environment and maybe con- comparatively maybe she actually wasn't as wealthy as the people around her mm. so she had a little bit of imposter sy- syndrome maybe so she was like this is all just a guess so she was like playing like really playing into that um character mm-hmm. and now she speaks for it so I've heard like that, that about Vampire Weekend also. That yes. they because they were like Ivy League school, you know, guys, but they felt right. very removed from the old money stuff. Well, there, there was a like quote commenting on, on it. There's a great yeah. uh, the slop the sloppy boys just had a great quote about that, or maybe it was, it was an old one. I don't know, but Tim Calpacca uh, said their the whole thing is like we go to the Ivy League school, but we had to take out loans. <laughs> so right, it's like, right, scholarship kid syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's all ridiculous. This it's like, it, do we need this? No, but do we need anything? Not really. No, like, I don't need anything. <laughs> so this is all just goofy ways to pass our time on Earth. All I need you know? is shelter and a PS5. That's it. No water. <laughs> Not a PS5. I don't need water. I have seltzer. I'm good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, also, yes. also, they say that she's um, like anti-feminist or i think well let me think she she said that (laughs) (laughs) she goes goes, i don't care about this shit (laughs) which honestly okay (laughs) but but like her music like glorified (laughs) prostitution or something which Uh, again too early because now you have like um now it's like you better not say a bad word about sex work yeah sex work is work but she was too early on all this Mm mm-hmm that's what she says too. Uh, she she famously a lot a lot of this th- uh, bleeds into her many controversies, but one of them uh, is that she listed off a bunch of uh, a bunch of black uh, artists right. who talk about sex work and feeling beautiful and uh, fucking and stuff. And she's like, now that all these people, and she rattles off like nine black women's names and then uh is like plus ariana grande yes right <laughs> who uh <laughs> who some uh thought she who was black until you just said that um <laughs> by, by design that's what she wants yeah. <laughs> but i see i read that statement as i see how it could be taken either way but i heard it just as like her naming the biggest people in music i think you're at right. the time i think she just happened i think She's. If it anything, she didn't guilty. come off well, but I don't think she was. I took it as just these are literally the top seven people on the charts right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have like pro. I don't know, pro sex messages. Mm-hmm. Not even pro sex, but just like I do what I want. I don't yeah. care. I think is and thematically. I don't think there's any difference between anything she says and anything anyone else says. Thematically, mm-hmm. I think the packaging is different, and maybe it's like unsympathetic packaging. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, I think I think you're right. I think you I think you nailed it on that. I think she was just listing the biggest artists, and if anything, she's guilty of just not 
looking any deeper into anything she ever says. Like totally. Like when people said something, she was mm. like, "How about you go fuck yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> how about I don't care about this shit. So she could have just been like, "Hey, oh hey, you know what? That's not how I meant it. I'm sorry. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. My bad. Totally not how I meant it. Let me rephrase." Yeah, I think that would have been the the good solution. She's like. How about you all die slow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she doesn't seem to have that bone in her body that, she uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. that like, let me eat crow. She's just kind of, no. she, she doubles down like uh, our friends at yeah. KFC. <laughs> yes, <laughs> much like our dear friends at KFC. Is this, is this podcast sponsored by KFC? So I can get into that. A little key. We're trying we, we try not to make a big deal out of it. But, yeah, we don't okay. actually mention them ever, but they are hungry for it. They're like, if you wow. ever mention it, we are paying you, we're paying you so much money, but we don't wow, like to give wow, it to wow. them. We have wow, an edging wow. type relationship with KFC. I understand. <laughs> Many people do. Many people do. <laughs> That's true. Um, I was reading, so the, the quote, uh, I, I, I read some Vulture articles about her many, her many con- uh, controversies. This one is called, uh, Lana Del Rey's 10 year war with the culture. I read the same one. I just read the same one. <laughs> Which they should teach in history class, by the way. This is, that is one of the true. biggest the wars. Ten, the, one of the longer wars. That, <laughs> when is Biden going to pull us out of this 10 year <laughs> war? <laughs> with the culture. <laughs> Don't send your sons to die for love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this says on political issues Del Rey remained re- resolutely off trend the same summer that Taylor Swift did a feminist rebrand Lana told the fader that the issue of feminism was just not an interesting concept to her <laughs> oh, I love that that's great what year did she say that uh, that is say? a good question when is that uh 2014 hmm. yeah okay kind of a lot of people said that in 2014 though yeah that was kind of the general. The idea I know that tommy everybody was, was awake and active yeah tommy <laughs> has been very anti-feminist since no, since like no. the early 2000s <laughs> um but the idea that everybody was fully awake fully activated fully kind of you know on message and really thinking about like deep things in our society yeah. before a few years ago is kind of is a, is a little off yeah that's true i think and this comes up later where it's like she oh shit okay sorry uh so what i was saying is that uh it kind of leads into once trump uh once trump dropped she kind of had to like back up some of her shit and uh, she's like on second thought <laughs> well somebody made a good point where it's like a lot of her stuff was like old americana type shit like mm-hmm. which is what he was talking about too like i want to make america great again and shit and right. so she had to like stop waving the american flag so much in her shit but um yeah i yeah, think in 2014 really got... everybody thought everything was gonna be good for a while or something <laughs> yeah. i don't know i mean not everybody but i would say it's more like um, I think the percentage of people who are uninterested mm-hmm. in having like conversations was greater. Yes, I think that is uh, fully true. And she did we, do a witchcraft thing against Trump. Yes. Must be said. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So props. <laughs> and Tommy also did like show growing up like a rich white woman, you don't really have to engage with that much. Yeah. Mm. issues in society Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for the like rich white woman like the biggest thing is like the drugs and the drinking and there is no greater bond between a rich white woman and her drug (laughs) her drug problem in the past thematically i'm saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that if there's a is there's a divorce that's huge oh yeah if there's a divorce and a drug problem those things are huge has she had a divorce? She hasn't been married, has she? I don't know what. I don't think so. I was just looking up who her boyfriend is. Mm-hmm. Because I heard she dates a cop, but then I don't think so. I well, think she, she dates like a musician. Yeah. Oh. Well, there was a big. There's a news story about the cop uh, this month or last month because for her next album, which comes out in March, 
She only put up one billboard in the whole country for it, and it was in uh, the hometown of that cop <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> and she just that really posted it and said, it's personal, <laughs> and this is the one billboard. Wow. Which is very Something funny. must have happened. <laughs> yeah. Might um, be a good album. We should go ahead and start listening to some music here, speaking of the album. Uh, you sent us a playlist here. Um, we're going to play... We we can play like four of these songs here, and then not uh, the whole songs, right? I'll go into no, the no, 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 okay, no, no, no. Not the whole song, not the Imagine whole we have to vibe on four whole songs right now. Well, also you <laughs> might not be able to hear them over the Zoom, so we just. That's, do I was going to say that you probably will hear nothing, but the people at home will be able to hear, and that's the important thing. So you sent us six songs here. I'm gonna say I definitely want to play national anthem. That's the most important one. That's the one that I was really into. I had never heard that song before I listened to it today. And Really? Uh, That's the greatest. That that was the one where I go, I'm all in on this. Wow. Okay. All right. You gave us that. I feel like we should probably play video. I, I, people have heard video games, so I also don't know. I Maybe I can play Play National Anthem. Yes. Young, Young and, beautiful. and Beautiful. So key. Yes. Uh, Snow on the Beach is the Taylor Swift. It's Yeah, but it's... In a way, it's like it is a Lana song. We can, you know what? It's we so can, Lana. We can dabble in, uh, in all of them. But let's hear some of National Anthem because, yeah, I didn't know this one. I listened to it today. This is from Born to Die. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, that's some of National Anthem. Couldn't hear Booyah, it then. baby, bow down. <laughs> but, I know, but I know it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> we should, since since the guests can't hear the song, we should play the full thing and just sit in silence. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good opportunity to play something they did not indoors. <laughs> <laughs> and here is Kramer's stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I did not. Tommy, did you know that song? You said you listened to that album today. Yeah, I listened to it a bunch today. I thought it was great, but I yeah, I not heard it before. Um, it's it's a hard song to find facts on because it is called the national anthem, <laughs> which is also well. The video was like she song. played Jackie Kennedy and ASAP Rocky played JFK. Oh, oh that sounds familiar. I feel like I must it was have really. Seen that on, it was a, you know, it was definitely a pop culture moment. Yeah. Um, that's, that's sick. I don't know. I missed that. It, uh, it was nominated for, uh, best, uh, art direction, uh, by the MTV video music awards. Mm-hmm. Well then, and then that's where she got into trouble again because she's like, I think the press release was like, she's like a gangster Nancy Sinatra or something. Everybody's like, yep. you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> she does a lot of, a lot of foot and mouth. But she, but no, the foot never goes in the mouth. She goes, I don't care about this. Yeah, that's true. If you just don't, everyone's like, I don't like what you said or did. And she's like, okay, I actually don't care about this. So, yeah, actually, you're pathetic. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's what she said. She called her critics pathetic. Did she? Is that a quote? Yeah. God bless. Uh, yeah, this says on the song facts for, uh, for the national anthem, uh, it says Lana Del Rey is the daughter of real estate investor, Rob Grant. Her mother is an advertising account executive. She had a comfortable middle-class upbringing in the town of Lake Placid in rural New York. 
This oh. military-drummed ode to escapism in the rich life recalls Lana's relationship with a wealthy boyfriend and reveling in the good times. She explained to the son, I've been with this guy off and on for a long time, but we used to just drive from New York in his car up to the Hamptons. I remember thinking at the time it was just heaven. It's funny, all these songs are about the same thing, going away with the one you love and then coming back home. And having relationships, you are able to explore the other sides of yourself. Now that's deep. <laughs> Listen, I hear no problem. I hear no issues with the statement. No, not at all. It is... Um, it's funny the she doesn't seem to take any uh joy in that now critics love her because so this album I think it got like a five point five or something like that on pitchfork and they out of ten yeah, and they they make fun of it a bit, they seem to think uh she's a bit of a poser and uh and all but this shit. was like I was saying at the beginning just mm-hmm. it was like the music blog culture was rabid. Like mm-hmm. I was involved with music around that time. And it was just like, it was the, the traditional publications no longer mattered. And like the editor of pigeons and planes was like the new gatekeeper or like, you know, whatever one of the blogs was like the editor of noisy was the new God on the block <laughs> and they were brutal. It's so funny now because I think the blogs and everything, everyone used to be so much meaner. And now I think mm-hmm. pe- things only get reviewed if it, if they're positive at this point, it seems yeah. like, for the most part. Where it's really? like, I mean, with Pitchfork, I feel like you so rarely see a negative review. I mean, like there's like middling, like middling reviews, but you never see like right. a 5.5. I feel like they're just like, oh, this isn't worth writing about now. Yeah. Um, that's true. I feel like that's there's... been a big cultural change, but. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you know who really, um, Really took umbrage with pigeons and planes is uh, Sully. Sully, <laughs> <laughs> who's Sully? The, the, the uh, airline Tom pilot Hanks plane movie. <laughs> oh. The birds got in the plane. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> or Sully from Avatar, either one. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> or from Monsters Inc. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> I love that you just had three Sully references on deck, ready to go. This is a very uh, Sully heavy podcast. Sully, we probably have mentioned yeah. Sully more than any other show. I'd say. <laughs> Uh, Teeterboro, not gonna work. <laughs> That's Sully. Is that him deciding to go down the river? He's like, we're going in the river. Teeterboro, not gonna work. Not gonna work. JFA, JFK, not gonna work. <laughs> um, yeah, God bless Sully. <laughs> God bless him. No, but they, so they loved, they loved, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell though, and she still, takes to social media to bitch about the critics. I love it for Well, her. I think she also doesn't t- chop, uh, what is the word? Top the charts. I, said, um, I don't know if she ever really did. Mm. Like Born to Die, I think sold well. Maybe like, I think they said it was like the fifth best selling album of that year, 2012. Oh, damn. But she's never like, you know, a, she doesn't really have hits mm-hmm. because she has no drums. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense on pop radio. It doesn't make sense. That is true. Maybe that's why it felt like she kind of, I she just kind of disappeared from my mind for like. Yeah, because unless you were looking for her, you wouldn't find her. Yeah, because I wasn't hearing it. People weren't blasting it. No, uh, what are you gonna play it streets? at a party? Kill myself. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is music for the cold bathroom tile. <laughs> Light, laying on your back on the cold bathroom tile with a nice pill a nice mm-hmm. pill maybe a maybe a maybe an ambient maybe a percocet Ooh. nice cigarette light up a nice cigarette and just a single tear falls down your cheek uh every yeah, night because he doesn't love you anymore <laughs> he doesn't love you anymore what is it about that bathroom tile that feels so good? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like an indulgence. It's like the in, it's mm-hmm. like the indulgence of tragedy and she's like the soundtrack for it. Mm-hmm. The That's another way yeah. I heard her describe was like cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um It's like you really do it really is for an occasion. Yeah. Like yeah. you put on that Young and Beautiful song, that's that's your own music video right there. You put on some of those songs that's straight to the bathroom floor. I mean, it's really like it has the music has a purpose. I think, every and night, I believe people actually enjoy it. People definitely do. Oh, yeah. enjoy to, suffering. 
You have to choose between the club and the tile each night. <laughs> I know what John chooses. I'm taking the tile every time. Uh, all right, let's hear. You just mentioned it. Let's let's hear some of Young and Beautiful. Why don't we? That's young and beautiful, and it is beautiful. It's uh, it was made for as the lead single from the soundtrack to the Baz Luhrmann directed movie The Great Gatsby. And I believe so. Kim Kardashian like walked down the aisle to it or something, or she was proposed to. Like he had oh, wow. something psycho like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane! Um, wow, I believe so. Yeah. That's so fucking dramatic to walk down the aisle. <laughs> Will you still love me when I'm no longer beautiful? Oh. The song is so good. <laughs> Lana Del Rey wrote the song with San Francisco songwriter Rick Knowles, whose other credits include uh, Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth, Colby Calais Fallen for You and Dido's White Flag. Colby Calais. Now there's a name. Now there's an episode. Yes. That's a, you're so I'll come right. back. Now there's an episode. <laughs> you got to because it starts I, in my toes and it go to my nose. I'm just and now realizing I got her bang confused it, with Cam- Camilla Cabello or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Very, very different. different. Yeah. Very different. Very different. I get her confused with Kobe Bryant. <laughs> no, I forget which one was on the way. It's Kobe Bean Calais. <laughs> it should be an episode where it's like a trifecta. It's like Kobe Calais, Feist, and um, that other bitch from around that time. And yeah. like, it's a three, it's a three package. That, uh- who was that other big bitch? Three. That other bitch. Now, who was that other bitch? Feist. Um, Did, have we done a Feist one? Feist Did, and Regina Spector. Yes. Oh, Regina it's a three-pack. It's a three-pack. It is a three-pack. I will, I will come on, and I will stand by my man right there. Well, stand by my band. Three-pack Shakur. I'll stand by my man Feist. Yeah. <laughs> I heard her song the other day in like a... One, two, it was in a TV show. That was a great Wait, Apple and then who does the song where it's like, this is how it goes, you're young until you're not, and then you... Nah, 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 nah. That is Regina Spector. That's Regina Spector, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The song's yes. fantastic. Great song. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so interesting. So kind of the same time period-ish, but people, I think critics like loved those three girls. Maybe not Kobe, Calais as much, but... Yeah. Feist and Regina Spector, I feel like, were cr- kind of critics' darlings, mm-hmm. whereas Lana was... Not respected. I mean, how else can we say it? So now, what do you think is the diff? The the wealth? That's tough, because when she first came out, it's like, there was the whole thing with, she lived, she, one of her things is that she lived in a trailer park for a minute, so I think people thought her identity was different at first. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that Really? Because to me, it was like, she, mm. I always thought, I always thought she was speaking for like, the upper classes. Yeah. I always saw her thing as that. And I think if you peel back the facade, I think that that's still what you have. Mm-hmm. Isn't like upper echelon, that's literally one of her lyrics. I got a fair on in the upper echelon. <laughs> 
I just feel like she is exactly what she said she was. Yeah. Which is, she's just that bitch, bro. <laughs> like with, with the with the vial of coke in the Louis Vuitton purse mm-hmm. on the Upper East Side. She's texting her, her man, but he ain't text her back, and he's getting bottle service with some hoe, and <laughs> she'll be crying herself to sleep because she. He's just in it for, he's just objectifying her and he's 40 years old and he's rich and married and she's just this young little wafied, cokehead, beautiful. I mean, I always thought that that's what she was selling. Mm-hmm. I see that. It, it's funny. I guess I never, I don't know what I was picturing of her, but that makes sense. That yeah. is the vibe. That's it. You got it. If that's If that's not what people thought, she was selling then i don't i think they misread i think maybe some people if, thought if, she was like an indie like she was part of, like part of like the indie darling to, sort of vibe for a minute like the regina specter feist indie darling like our feist yes right. like uh like our wonderful feist but yeah, it seems yeah maybe like... it's the coming out of nowhere of it you know i don't know um cuz sometimes people just get pissed people off just, about that yeah. What's that, Tommy? Like people I think changed the way they t- thought about her more than she changed, and it, yes. it's this weird, just perspective thing. She ain't ever changed. Yeah, right. To her I think own maybe detriment, like, in some ways. Maybe yeah. she's not. She doesn't project. Like a lot of artists, especially like female artists, we want them, and they often do to project like a warmth, a fun, like a vivacious, like a full of life energy. Mm-hmm. And she just she doesn't do that. She's just never she's never given that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the kids say they say it's giving. <laughs> sure. It's giving life. She's never been giving life. They say it's giving, giving time. Death. She's taking. <laughs> she's giving time. It's taking. Okay, but she's everything. It's taking. It's taking time. <laughs> but you know, I was always like, I'm gonna listen to her when I wanna kind of go to that world and see what that world is all about. Mm-hmm. She's not really speaking from my experience in life, but I still like enjoy it. Yeah. I read a YouTube comment and I wrote it down because I liked it. It said, she makes me feel nostalgic for things I haven't even experienced. Oh, I like that. That's kind of like her thing. Yeah. There's very few. Well, maybe not very few, but how big is the population of the Upper East Side? hmm. There's not many people up there. It can't be that. So not many people can know what the fuck she's talking about. I mean, Central Park is taking up a good piece of that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's not many people who know exactly, who've exactly lived what she's talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does. That that reminds me of Vampire Weekend because that's what I feel when I listen to them. They're talking about tell like me Cape about them. God and shit. They talk about like it's like boat shoes uh, mm. type music. It's a uh, it's a Sperry type lifestyle. And mm. I never. What's lived. their song? I know there's. They've I got know a few. Them, they've got a uh, a punk. They've got uh, what's what's a big uh, Vampire Weekend song that you'd uh, oh the Oxford Comma song. Diane you know, was big for comma. a minute. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So so they're projecting like a prep school yes. kind of Ivy League life, as mm-hmm. you said. East Coast Beach. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess. Me. But now, so do people hate them? I think they've gotten similar yeah. backlash. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, girl, mm-hmm. I remember when I first got into them, my friends were like, why would you listen to this like fratty type shit? And it's, mm. I, I don't see it that way. I find it to be uh, very fun. Um, right. It's very. Do you uh, like the 1975? I don't know them. You got to get into them. This is a great episode. There's some songs I really like by them and some stuff I don't care about, but I do really like some other songs. Mm. Okay. I'll check them out. I feel like somebody else just mentioned the same band to me. Maybe somebody you pitched the, them for the show. I could, they would be good for this. They would be good for mm-hmm. this. Okay. Because I posted, like, wow, this is my favorite song of the year one time. And people were like, this is the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> by the worst, <laughs> Which one by the worst it? band I've ever It's called The Happiness. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. I'll check it's out. It's from this year. I go, oh, I'm obsessed okay. with this song. Yeah, yeah. Can't get enough of this song. I only gave that album and one less than enough. People were like, this is the worst band of all time. <laughs> I said, really? I had, I actually like didn't know that. Yeah. But I, let me tell you something. I took the post down. <laughs> you let you them cave. fucking bully you out of this? Oh, I'll cave. I have no backbone. The anti-Lana. I don't yeah, take it right get down. Yeah, we not get Lana in yet. <laughs> took it right down. You know who else would be great? The Postal Service. 
they're yeah. doing a big tour uh, this year. I know. Yeah. Sold oh, out in like a day. That. We've we've never done postal a death service cab death cab. Yeah, I saw death. I think when three we first started, we thought they might be too beloved, but now I think they'd fit right in. It'd be right. great. Um, we should hear some more Lana. We got some songs. To, yeah, we, sorry, I'm just bringing no, up other no. bands. It's this not the point the show. of this. This is yeah, okay. the this is the point. You've nailed. The I'm point. pitching other episodes. <laughs> uh, let's hear some of Summertime Sadness. Classic. about 99 that's too fast lana <laughs> going about 99 <laughs> that song cha- that song changed the game because before that people associated summertime with happiness yes but right. then she changed everything i think like, she wrote that when that. she was in australia and it was backwards <laughs> there <laughs> it's wow. like the water was going backwards the seasonal <laughs> affective disorder is backwards mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> I mean, what's the issue? So she's sad. She's sad. A lot of people are sad. People love being sad now. Everyone's like, you know, they love it. That was a big song. That song I do remember hearing on the radio on show. Yeah, that was a big one. Because they did what they did was they did a remix. The remix, yeah. Um, which made it more radio friendly. Mm -hmm. It was like, (laughs) yeah. This one charted at number six in the U.S. and number four in the U.K. Um, I wonder if that's her highest one, because yeah. I believe the story is that they put out Young and Beautiful, and then they like pulled it and replaced mm. it with the remix for Summertime Sadness, Interesting. which ended up doing well. I think her spoken word poetry was all charted at number one, track by track, for that <laughs> whole year. I remember <laughs> that. You couldn't escape that at the club. No. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> where did... I wonder where... Did Norman fucking Rockwell chart at all like i, had I mean it must right? it made like it made every year end list it was like a huge yeah. critical hit but it definitely didn't have any like big radio singles it sure was just, like, that song yeah. is great and yeah. uh i was just listening to that album before we before we started because i was like oh I, it, it was pitchfork's number one album that year it was uh it was how it was the tables big. turn yeah. i know uh and i was listening to it and uh you know i realized i had listened to it a lot and i was like oh yeah i really liked this album and i fully forgot about it um but it's very fun but yeah i don't think anything was like playing a lot yeah would you did say i insult billy eilish did you insult billy eilish yeah earlier um, you know when something comes back to you that you said and you go did i say that or not i don't think oh, you did. Insult, i actually I really like her. you did a great impression of her going okay. i want to fuck your dad i do see <laughs> well, that's what, tweeting, she literally but... is like i fuck your dad guy i'm the bad guy <laughs> The biggest song of this year was someone was like, I bite my tongue, it's a bad habit. That's like a, thematically, that's a Lana song. Mm-hmm. It's a bad habit, I bite my tongue, there's blood. I feel, did I like the bad habit song? I think, oh yeah, I like it's that. Good. I think I played it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, I bite my tongue, it's a bad habit. <laughs> but I like Billy a lot, and I think that if, imagine Billy and Lana, same era. Mm, I can't even do that. <laughs> how, how psychotic am I that I feel like I have to go back and be like, um, just to clarify, I'm a big Billy fan. <laughs> I only know a couple songs from Billie Eilish, but I like that. I like that uh, bad guy song. I think it's fun. Yeah, and I, I like that one of my songs of the year last year. 
Ooh. And I like that she's like a like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's good for like young girls to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to be like a cheerleader or something. Yeah. I could just be like, I could just be a pop superstar. Whatever. Yeah, I could um. just be a pop superstar. I could just be a millionaire. I don't have to be. I could just be on a private jet. I don't have to be a cheerleader. I could be conform. a climate terrorist. Yeah, I don't have to conform to these ideas about these ideas about what it means to be a feminine girl. I don't have to do that. I could just be rich. Uh, the I don't know. Everyone's fact, so talented. It's tr- Everyone is so talented. I was watching Miley and Dolly's... Uh, New Year's thing. Oh yeah, mm. Miley's so talented. Yeah, yeah. We I did saw Miley. Some clips from that. We uh, we had friend of the show Lisa Traeger talked about Miley. It was very. Fun. Oh, she loves Miley. She yeah. loves Miley. Number one stamp. Yes. Um, but I was thinking about like the nepo baby stuff, and I'm like, yeah, like you can't like Miley's talent is undeniable. Like she mm-hmm. is a star. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, but if she wasn't from money, would she have like languished in a diner? And her years of like her addiction issues that could have ruined her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would we even know her? If, I think that's really the issue. It's not like if you deserve it or not. It's just like, will you languish elsewhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if Billy Ray's heart had not been so achy breaky, we might have yeah. never heard of her. <laughs> no, not at all. If he had just had a normal, regular functioning heart, then <laughs> Miley would be mm-hmm. fucked. No, but it was achy breaky as fuck. Bro. It was so achy breaky. And now I and now I had something to watch on New Year's Eve, so that's the circle of life. Yeah. If he had a healthy, wealthy heart, then <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, let's listen to some more songs here because we got to get to these comments. Uh, I'll, let's, I'm going to play video games for like five seconds just to refresh okay. people if they don't know it. Here it is. I still love that song. It's 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 a good time. You play your video games. <laughs> God, I nailed that. <laughs> video game. <laughs> play video game. I do think she should update it every year with mm-hmm. like the titles of the video games that are yeah. really good that year. You play your NBA two K. <laughs> Go and play FIFA. <laughs> play an L. Go and play your FIFA. Fortnite. <laughs> FIFA. Apex Legends. Go and play Animal Crossing. Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> Playing soccer with a car. <laughs> this is my idea. Song slaps. What is the issue? It's so okay. good. What's the problem? Let's see if there's some fun song facts on that one. Uh, I did find for summertime sadness, the first line is like condescending of the song facts. It says, it might be summertime and Lana is cruising down the coast with her bad boy Bo by her side, but she is sad. Why? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, Video games, Lana Del Rey, and then we'll do a quick listen to it because we got to get to the people who listen to the show with their little thoughts um whoops okay video games song facts here we go uh oh do you, oh my god so i'm gonna give you a hint here so this one charted at 91 which is uh that's bad really yeah. shocking to me that's really bad that yeah, none of my shit good. gets that low but it blew up online <laughs> It blew up online. Yeah. Which, well, and that was the shift when 
online became more important than your dumb charts. Fuck your charts. Fuck Damn. your charts. Once, once again, Lana goes, I actually don't care about this. Fuck all the charts. <laughs> the BMI chart, the, <laughs> the yeah. I chart. Um, yeah, fuck it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is her debut single released in uh, October 10th, 2011 by Interscope Records. Uh, there's a specific game this song is about, which I did not know. We did not name it, uh, when we were, when so we 2011. were 2011. Yeah, but I don't know if that will help. Okay. I've got one idea. Okay. It was, I'll, I'll give you a big hint here. Okay. There is an entire South Park episode uh, dedicated to this video game. Oh, then I know what it is. Okay. Are Maybe we guessing? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yes. yeah. They're a guess. Oh, I mean, there. I don't know about like Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto. No, it's neither. It's Tommy, do you know? The Sims? It's World of Warcraft. It is World of Warcraft, oh, yeah. a game that my brother, my little brother was super into, too. She should have seen this to him. Uh, yeah, she kept it generic on purpose. Let's see. I wanted to see if, like... Oh, there's an instrumental cover of this song at the end of Westworld Season 4, Episode uh, mm. episode 1. Ooh, I didn't know Westworld had four seasons. No, they got, they're getting pulled they off got HBO canceled. Max. Yeah. Damn. Never watched it. Couldn't get into it. I liked the first season. Gave up shortly after. <laughs> um, the creator went to my high school. So, Is that right? Yes. Jonathan Damn. Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother. Get him on here. <laughs> yeah, what Get the him fuck, on here Tommy? to defend Feist. <laughs> Why have you been holding out? Have him come defend Feist. <laughs> we could be talking about Feist with a Nolan brother. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, that was video games. Do you, should we? You don't hear? have to play the other ones. Who cares? Uh, let's hear a little bit of Dark Paradise, and uh, but I just like the combo. chorus. Yeah, the, the rest of it is kind of rambling. The chorus. Let me see is if good. I can just get to the chorus. Like a dark paradise. All right, that was uh, Dark Paradise. You know, I really like that you picked mostly Born to uh, Born to Die songs because I feel like most a lot of people who would come and do this would probably lean Norman fucking Rockwell just because it's the it, it was so critically acclaimed. No, but I don't you like that. The other at way, all. you said fuck that shit. I don't. I mean, I like I try. <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's just to me. It's just not my taste. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's great, but no, you know, I get my it. taste is born to die. Also, just the time in my life that it hit, mm-hmm. everything lines up. That's true. Um, all right. We have some comments to get to from the listeners with their thoughts about Lana Del Rey. And uh, right, we, we go to the Patreon subscribers first. If you're on the Patreon, you get your thoughts guaranteed to be read. And if, you, uh, if, you're, if you're not on the Patreon, get over there. We could use you. We've got a bunch of, uh, of new content over there. It's, uh, it's a good time, and you get ad-free episodes, and it's only $3 a damn month. All right. Uh, first comment is from Mario Foradori, who says, if you're on a date and she says listen, uh, and she says she <laughs> listens to Lana Del Rey, just leave. Literally run for your life. That being said, she does have a few good songs. What the fuck, Mario? <laughs> I mean, I, I that's fair. <laughs> It look, it's a type. It's a type. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And if you're not ready, you should go. <laughs> yeah, your heart might not be open enough yet. Uh, for, for if you're that. not ready to play ball with the big dogs, you should go. Because <laughs> this is big boy shit. Okay? This is big boy shit. Lana, Lana's <laughs> playing a big boy, big boy game right now. Uh, all right, Natalie S. says she's a talented songwriter and singer, but speaking as an early 2010s Tumblr girl, her Ooh. lyrics and aesthetic did irreparable damage to early Gen Zers' psyches. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I was a Tumblr. <laughs> interesting. But, yeah, okay, maybe. 
Fair enough. L says, but really, more than everyone else, I don't know. mm -hmm. Maybe you think more than everyone else. Every other artist, (laughs) all the other artists. This is all damaging us. This is all damage. Like everything we consume is damaging. Yeah, yeah, truly. Everything you're listening to this podcast right now, it's hurting you. This is dumb. This is this is making you dumber. If you're listening to this, you're dumb. We're not helping you. So this is it's all poison. That's true. We are actually, Tommy's developed uh, this weird system. He's able to seep your intelligence into himself and uh, as you listen. (laughs) I'm doing crazy math on this chalkboard behind me. (laughs) using all of your intelligence. Well, Uh, about to seep a whole lot of dumb, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That didn't make sense. All right. No, I guess she's right. I guess she's right. Who was the last girl? Maria? The last one was Natalie. This one is Elle. And Elle says she's fantastic. Main criticism comes from interpreting her earlier albums without understanding satire. Norman fucking Rockwell is a masterpiece. All right, Elle. Okay. We also have Fiona Hart 2, who says, I like some of her music, but she seems more of a surface-level singer-songwriter, in my opinion, kind of, where her aesthetic of being the sad girl was being glamorized more often than not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like all these comments are valid. That is uh, that is what our listeners like to hear. They like to be validated. And uh, Tommy, did we get yeah. anything on the Twitter? Um, I put it up hours ago, and there was only one response, which was a, a wow, Stu sent a, a Stu sent a gif <laughs> of a woman fainting. <laughs> was the one response? <laughs> <laughs> we we did get some on the uh, on the Facebook. Oh, I meant to Google this. I forgot. Uh, Ursula Maines. Says Courtney Love's got thoughts on Lana Hart. What is that? Oh, is it that? Uh, oh, it's because she said something about Kurt Cobain at some point. I think she's also dating her ex. Lana's current. But the the headline I read and I didn't read the article just when I was googling before the show was that Court Courtney Love said she's brilliant or something. She's oh, genius. okay. Let me see. I'm, Courtney I'm Love was just on WTF. I got to listen to that. Is that right? I think that's where she said this. Oh, okay. Actually, the fact that I didn't read it is kind of psycho. Because <laughs> I was about to come on this podcast. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. Courtney Love calls Kurt Cobain and Lana Del Rey only two musical geniuses she's wow. ever known. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. 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 All right. All right. Okay. Good for her. Okay. Um, now, I, now I feel like I'm going to listen to Norman Rockwell. Yeah, I mean Norman fucking Rock. The song is great, and this uh, a lot. I might of the take some shrooms and just go yeah. shroom it out. Why not? Uh, just a little. Joshua D. Prinozel says best SNL performance of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete Bladell says I don't think there's a single artist I've tried to get get into more, and I've failed every single time. Mm. That's. It's really That's funny fair. to imagine. I'm just listening to Lana Every Del Rey. Every day he's and... like, today, it's on the to-do list. He's like, today I'm getting into it. <laughs> and he's like, nope, not today. Maybe Fuck. tomorrow, though. We'll see. <laughs> Fuck, I that, can't do it. That's fair, though. It's not to everyone's taste. Um, this is a good one. Adam Quaslow says, she makes music for people whose drug dealer's name is in their phone with a heart next to it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Such a good point. That is great. Um, let's see here. Da-da-da. Sean Bear Flannery, recent guest. Uh, he's got a book out. Check it out. Uh, called Places I uh, Am Not... Wait, what is it called? Places I'm Not Allowed to Go Back to or something like that? Places I Can't Great. Return to, I believe. That's yeah. right. Places I Can't Return to. I'm sorry, Sean. I fucked you. I tried to give you a plug and I fucked it all up. Uh, it says, never heard a song or heard of her previously, but a few months ago, the Sun-Times talked about how she posted photos of herself and a potential boyfriend outside of Cook County Jail. And I'm a fan yeah. of anyone who can keep a positive mood outside of Cook County Jail. <laughs> All reasons to be there suck. Okay. I think she was visiting like a family member. Really? Or one of them was. Oh, shit. I don't know. I could be wrong. But Brittany Renee says she seems fully out of her mind and I'm <laughs> into it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh oh, here we go. Molly Stevens says, "I love her so much, but my best friend described her music as that sad woman howling in an ice cave." <laughs> what? She's not even howling. <laughs> she's true. whispering. So her, a such point. a respect. She's at such a respectful volume. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a library. <laughs> yeah, she's keeping it classy. <laughs> in my sundress, until you get hundreds. 
All right, I'll read this last two here. Uh, Melissa Ann says, people feel very strongly about her, and I don't get it. And Joshua Sorrell responds, I think because she premiered with that mu- uh, with music that, frankly, I thought was terribly boring, couples with the SNL debacle, then somehow Norma- mm. Norman Effing Rockwell shows up okay, everyone's best of uh, shows up on everyone's best of list and it just feels like we're all being gaslit hmm i don't think so but hey that is not for me to decide but that brings us to the end of the comments and the end of the very show that we've been doing this has been a great time and before we leave you get to give us your final thoughts on lana del rey to leave the people something to chew on I mean, I guess my final thoughts are, look, everyone's taste is valid. She's not to everyone's taste. But, uh, I mean, as far as all the hate goes, I don't think she's thematically very different than any than 90% of any other music you've ever heard in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's, a great, that's a great cap. And now it's time for plugs. I think I I liked all the songs. I'm I, I'm giving it a perfect rating. I love I Lana. It yeah. I love the music. I like I think, yeah. We uh, love you, Lana. We love you, Lana. I, I like think, the music, yeah. and I'm fine I'm uh, ignoring her personal <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> but, <laughs> like I said, I think most of her personal stuff is just kind of silly. Yeah, it's not like it's not like she's not like hurting people. Yeah. She's just like a goofball. So. Yeah, she's like I don't care. All right, uh, Tommy, you got to go. Give us these plugs. Uh, yeah. Actually, first, let's give our uh, let's let our guests give some plugs. What? Do, where can people find you? What? Uh, oh yeah, F- follow me on the gram at Lil Frex L I L F R E X X X. Yes, and that's it. It's my only plug. Oh, what a plug! Concise. Tommy is doing his special at the Bell House on January twelfth. Lots of guests. Tommy, where can people buy tickets? Uh, you can go to the Bell House's website, thebellhouseny.com, or I will be posting it 500 times on all my platforms yeah. <laughs> leading up to it. So it I'll be also hard. be outside of the venue selling tickets <laughs> at a, a higher rate than what uh, they are online, but I will sign the tickets and uh, and also their VIP seats. Where <laughs> <laughs> you, you get special seating. It's a during the show meet and greet. That <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right. I uh, have an album coming out. I don't have the date yet, but keep an eye out for that. But I have uh, going to Bloomington. I'll be at the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, at the end of this month. Uh, then I'll be at Dr. Grin's the next week. And uh, the first weekend of February, I'll be in Detroit the next week. And uh, Milwaukee later in the month. And uh, coming to Wichita and Tulsa. Go to my website for, for details. It's TomTakar.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being our guest today, uh, Little Frex. We've had a great time. What a what a time! Thanks for having me. Love you, Lana. Love you, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love All you. right. Thank you. Keep it crispy. Bye. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.